So I'm sitting here with a familiar face, or in this context, voice. Justine, welcome back to the Chillinoy podcast. Ayo, J-Rock in the house. (laughs) How's it going? You know, it's going. It's going. End of the day, ready to wrap it up for the night. Yeah, yeah. So uh, this is a, a rare case where we're back to just audio only. I've been getting a few emails um, first of all, people asking, Hey, where's the podcast? Um, I've been doing pretty good about releasing them weekly. Um, and I've since fell behind vacation caught up with me. Um, so, uh, I do have more episodes to release, uh, but, uh, I guess just a little bit of background info. I'm trying to put a little bit more effort into editing, uh, the videos and, Um, One of the things I'm excited to roll out is a time log uh, for our episodes. So I know that I tend to speak with people for long periods of time. And nowadays, some people are short on time. And so if you just want to try to take a high level view of our conversations, I'm trying to do that. I noticed that other podcasts that host long form conversations do that. So I'm doing that, um, from now on, I don't know if I'll do it on this episode, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm just, you know, I'm wanting to get this out so that, uh, so that you guys have a podcast to listen to. If this is, if this is yours, that's the other email. Uh, or I already mentioned that I've gotten emails asking where the podcast is. Uh, here it is. Hello. Uh, I've also gotten emails asking, speaking of video slash audio, I've also gotten, you know, several emails within the last few weeks asking if we could start to release video podcasts, which is something we are doing uh, now. Um, I need to do a better job, obviously, of making that clear. So if you didn't know that already, you can find the Chillinoy podcast on YouTube and the weed tube currently, if you'd like to watch it, an easy way to get there, uh, to either of those platforms is to just go to chillinois.net slash video. That's C H Illinois.net slash video. And you can watch our podcast, not this episode. You can listen to it on either of those platforms. You can't watch this one because I'm growing out a buzz cut and I'm very self-conscious about it. I also just, you know, didn't feel like recording the video for this one. I just got back from Southern Illinois University in Carbondale. I've been speaking to people from the Cannabis Science Center there. So uh, when I said that I had some stuff to release, (laughs) that wasn't a lie. I have a few different interviews Uh, with people from Southern Illinois University Carbondale. And uh, we're also going to be touching on some new subjects here in the future, um, specifically legal sex work and prostitution. So that should be cool. Definitely stay tuned for episodes on that. But again, I just wanted to come and sit down with you all today to talk about uh, just a few different random topics. One of the first things that I think I want to talk about today is Brittany Griner, which if folks aren't aware, I don't know how you've missed this story, but I did just speak to somebody today that was not familiar uh, with the story. And so uh, for folks that aren't familiar, 
Brittany Griner is a WNBA player who is currently being detained in Russia for possessing a cannabis vaporizer, like a, a small disposable pin, I guess, allegedly. That's what she had. Um, and I believe that within the last few days, they ruled that they were going to de- detain her for six more months. So I think at that point, she will have been detained for a year. And her maximum, uh, the maximum penalty for doing what she allegedly did uh, carries a maximum sentence of uh, 10 years um, in prison in Russia. Here's hoping they don't release some, some demogorgons on her while she's <laughs> out there, you know? Yeah, yeah. So there's your reference to Stranger Things, uh, folks that watch that. Uh, we can't talk about that, though, because uh, spoilers, right? People may not have gotten to that yet. So everybody knows what a Demogorgon is. I'm not saying that you just spoiled anything. I'm saying that we just, that's like walking on eggshells with that topic. We got to be careful not to... Uh, spoil anything. So Brittany Griner, right? Um, Justine, I was talking to you the other day and it's one of the, it's a case of, uh, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, but I, you know, you can back me up here or you can just say that I'm bullshitting, but I told you that I thought it was interesting that people have been so outraged about Brittany Griner when that same type of thing happens in Indiana, um, Illinois, uh, people are detained and arrested for cannabis and cannabis possession alone, um, cannabis related offenses or, or other drug related offenses. The same exact thing happens here. That doesn't make this okay. What Russia's doing. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but I, I definitely think that, you know, we have to sit back and th- think about what we're doing here at home, um, you know, and, and several other people have since made that point, which is what I was alluding to earlier. That's why I was saying you can back me up that I did say this. But again, woulda, coulda, shoulda. It's not a competition. Who cares? I'm glad everybody is on the same page, which I first saw the perspective written um by Justin Leiby, who's been on the podcast before. He responded to a thread on Twitter and said, um, well, so first of all, the tweet was uh, somebody named Bruce Barcott. They said, I continue to be amazed at my media colleagues' insistence on treating the Brittany Griner case as a pure Russian ploy rather than questioning the needless cruelty of marijuana laws. And Justin responded, for real, what happens if you try to fly into Miami or Dallas with vapes? His point is basically the same thing could happen, you know, and this is in America. This is not just some Russian thing. Um, And I just responded. I said, this is such a brilliant point. Plenty of Chilinoians have faced a similar fate in Indiana, Iowa and other states. And even worse, some continue to face that fate in Illinois, a state that, quote unquote, legalized cannabis. And so for folks that haven't been listening to our podcast, people get arrested oftentimes for limits on possession, uh, for home gro- growing at home when you don't have a medical card or uh, the odor proof requirement or, or even more. There's countless people being charged with cannabis possession offenses and just drug related offenses in general, nonviolent drug related offenses. So, yeah. It's pretty fucked up. 
I'm glad that people are voicing that. Like I say, it's, it's not a competition to have said it first. I'm glad it seems like a, a lot of people had the same thought, which is, I think what you told me when I was re- recounting to you, I was like, dang it, I should have put something out and said something like that. Like I, I felt like I came up with an original thought and you were like, or you didn't, <laughs> which is totally possible. Hell, I could have read it online and then like absorbed it into my subconscious and then thought it was an original thought who fucking knows like i say it doesn't matter um so yeah i've the reason the podcast is behind is because i've been on vacation i went to colorado which was fun um that was a good time a lot of fun things happened in colorado smoked some good weed um tried some good dabs, tried an interesting edible product, a simple syrup drink mix, which was really cool. A big fan of that. Um, huge fan of that, in fact. Um, so that's pretty cool. We went to a drone show in Indiana, which speaking of Indiana, you know, um, there was somebody smoking a cigarette right next to us. With, with kids. Car, with a car full of kids. Yeah, a yeah. car full of kids just smoking a cigarette. Like it's the freaking 70s, y'all. But I knew that at the moment that I sparked up a joint, that the like the cops would be called over and fucking, they'd be like, do you, th- you think it's okay to do this next to kids? <laughs> you think this is okay? As she takes five drags and blows it in her fucking daughter's face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So while she's drinking a beer, going to drive them all home. America. That's America, baby. Um, so yeah, drone shows. Would you, would you say that a drone show is cooler than fireworks? A thousand percent. I actually um, had this conversation with my coworkers after I talked to them about the drone show um, and was saying that I am now going to advocate on the 4th of July that we get rid of these fireworks, man. Let's go environmentally friendly. Let's go not scaring the dogs and the kids. Or veterans. Or veterans. Which, of course, July 4th is supposed to be... I mean, I don't... It's just for America. Memorial Day is for veterans. Or Veterans Day, actually, is for veterans. True. So 4th of July, it's just like, fuck veterans. We're just going to blow shit up. Yeah, 4th of, <laughs> 4th of July is basically like, hey, we wrote this really long fucking document. Yeah, no, I get that. And can't do shit You just anymore. think that, I, 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 get, I get the 4th of July, right? July 4th, 1776. I get it. But you just think that, like... It just feels insensitive is all because because part of the conversation is definitely July 4th and the history behind the significance of that date. But I feel like oftentimes there's this big patriotic display and they're like, oh, you know, thank everybody for their service and putting their lives down and all this stuff. Well, I don't I don't know if you've heard a little jingle called the Star Spangled Banner. But yeah. they reference the bombs bursting in air, which is, I believe, what the fireworks are supposed to symbolize. Correct. Which was like the last battle of kitties. Whatever the fuck happened. The cats back are then. going crazy. Kitties, be nice to each other. Yeah, no, no, I it, totally that. No, but that's exactly why I think it's so insensitive. Is that 
And I guess, you know, we've progressed with our knowledge of PTSD from what did it start out as shell shock to now what it is now. And we're starting to acknowledge that it's a thing and treat it seriously. Um, It used to just be like, yeah, Dave wakes up screaming. I don't know what that's about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Probably got demons in his blood. Yeah. He just needs to shove it down and go to work. You know, it's probably that marijuana. It's probably that marijuana, that Chiba they were puffing in the jungle. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, drone shows, definitely check them out. I think, like you say, um, you know, whenever I watch a fireworks show, there's so much smoke in the air, you know? Um, And, yeah, you got to wonder if that's happening all over the country in addition to everything else that we already do, it's like there's definitely got to be an appreciable effect. I mean, you can smell it in the air all over everywhere. So uh, definitely probably more environmentally friendly, definitely, I think, safer. Uh, Yeah, like you say, dogs are not huge fans of fireworks. Um, And I just, yeah, like I say, I think of the veterans. and, And here's the thing. The drone show is just better. It's just, it. you can, we've gone to a few now. That last one we went to was not good in Indiana. It's Indiana. But yeah, it could be chalked up to the location. So, <laughs> um, no, uh, we saw one in Champaign-Urbana at the University of Illinois in Urbana-Champaign. And uh, it was a great show, you know, and it, it was a unique one in I don't actually, I don't mean to say it was unique because maybe this is standard for drone shows, but it was different from the Indiana show in that the show was synchronized with music that was playing through our radio. So kind of like a drive through, they tell you to, to tune into a certain station and it was so fucking trippy. Um, you know, like I, I, you can YouTube it. You mentioned that the the show that we saw, if you YouTube University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign drone show, you can see it. You're not going to get a feeling for it, but you can at least get an idea. There's just no uh, real way to describe the scale. Like when the, th- when the drones start to expand, like it just looks like it's getting so close to you, yet you're so far away. It's- it is, it is a bit um, like if I didn't know that that was happening, that there was a drone show near me and I just happened to like glance out of my car window and see it, I would absolutely think that war of the worlds was happening right then and there. Yeah. If I didn't have any awareness of a drone show either, cause like I was aware of drone shows from when they did a drone show at the super bowl one year, they made like a Pepsi symbol and it was like fucking crazy. And it didn't even look real. Honestly, it looked like CGI but on the TV, you didn't really even get a feel for it. It just looked fake kind of, but when you're there, yeah, like you say, um, it looks, if you didn't understand what was going on, um, you could probably have a pretty serious panic attack about like, Oh, the aliens they're here. Cause I mean, especially the way I don't remember how I feel like I slightly remember how the university of Illinois is, the show started like they kind of all went up in the air almost looked like little angels like going one by one into the air i feel like yeah it's crazy because they go up like fireflies and then they're lined up in these rows in like a cube formation that's what i was gonna say yeah disappear 
Yeah. Yeah. The cube formation is really interesting. It's not even actually, I would say it's not a cube. It's a square at first. Cause they're all just like sitting in a, in a one even line in a square. And then, yeah, they assume a bunch of different shapes and it's really awesome. I think the coolest one at the university of Illinois show was when they put the big eye for Illinois up in the sky. And I think it was spinning and it just looked so fucking cool. So yeah. If you can see, if you see any drone shows around you, uh, definitely don't miss out. That's what I'd say. I thought it was pretty cool. The one that we saw in Indiana when they tried to make the Statue of Liberty, but they didn't have enough drones to like really show the flames of her torch. And it looked like she was just giving everybody a big orange middle finger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So there was an interesting um, experience we had um, before we went to the drone show we went to a restaurant it's kind of like a classic uh a burger hop. joint yeah car hop called the port and um i mean it was pretty good so if you're ever in uh indiana for some reason uh go go and you're you know just google the port see where it is and i guess if the opportunity happens check it out it's a cool little burger joint pretty good burger. Um, yeah. So we're sitting there and I had just rolled a joint. We had ordered our food. Um, and so I had just rolled a joint and the person came back. Did she come back with our food and say Mm -hmm. something? I don't think so. She's our server. Yeah, yeah. So she was asking us for our order. We don't need to get too in the mud because it doesn't really matter. But we're gonna start fighting over details. <laughs> yeah. So the point the point is she ended up asking us, she's like, Are you guys from Illinois? And we were like, Yeah. And she was like, Okay, so just so you know, um, you know, just be careful because uh police officers, they really like to give people a hard time around here in this town. They They give all my friends, they give me and all my friends a really hard time and just, just be careful. Like we have to drive around with a towel on our window. And I just, uh, I feel like I had some sort of facial reaction, but I didn't say anything. I was like, aha, yeah, haha, yeah. Thank, thank you. Thank you for sure. Thank you. And so she walked away and I was just, I looked at you and I was just thinking and I was like, you know, maybe the reason they're getting pulled over is because they have a fucking towel in their window. <laughs> like, what the fuck is a towel? Like, why do you have a towel in your window? Like, that's like my, plainly illegal. My working theory is that they heard about the idea of putting a towel under the door to stop the smell, and they thought something fuck it. about the towel. Fuck yeah. it, it's a towel. Yeah, the towel is the key to people not smelling the weed. There's something with the tat. So, yeah, I mean, for sure, because people get pulled over um, just for having window tint. Um, yeah, if you've got a fucking towel in your window and your window is not busted, like, I, you know, because some people have a bag in their window and you can't see through that. So, I mean, I guess to a certain extent, but I mean, yeah, if you like, I'm just picturing like they like rolled the window down a little bit. And then they like laid a towel over it and then they like rolled the window back up. That's what I picture. I'm picturing that, but I'm picturing that the towel is 
um, a towelie from South Park yeah. that is facing outwards. Yeah, and his face slowly changes as he gets more and more stoned. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, uh, drone shows, Indiana, all that good stuff. Um, I guess just a uh, parting note, um, you know, with regard to like Colorado and all that stuff, I was able to try to go to a dark zone, which if you've not heard of that, um, definitely look into it. It's basically a place with zero light pollution and, um, it's, it's really interesting. So if you're wanting to find some, go to dark site, find Google dark site finder and you'll find a, a website that has a map. Now, unfortunately the moon was really bright, so I wasn't able to see as many stars as I should have been able to see. Uh, I've been in a dark zone before and holy fuck you see so many stars it's it's unbelievable so if i could give anybody um anything in the world it would be to 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 witness that i think it's uh like nature's show or whatever they say so um so i recently posted about something on instagram uh six of the major operations in the state of illinois are owned by one single lessor so six of these major operations are lessees to this lessor. Innovative industrial properties. This happens via a process that's known as a sale leaseback. IIP partners with cannabis operators and serves as a source of capital by acquiring and leasing back their real estate assets, in addition to offering other creative real estate-based capital solutions. In other words, cannabis growers can convert their real estate into capital to invest in funding in their business, buying equipment, or hiring employees. The leases are triple net, which means that the tenants, the cannabis operators, are responsible for all of the maintenance expenses of the property, insurance, taxes, etc. In essence, innovative industrial properties is playing the role of a bank. Now, the source of all that information is from the Motley Fuel, uh, Fool. IIP owns six regulated cannabis cultivation companies. Like I said, um, the six companies, or, or, or rather six operations, not the companies, are Forefront Ventures, Ascend Wellness, Cresco Labs, Grassroots, which is a Curaleaf subsidiary, Green Thumb Industries, and Pharmacan. So uh, it's interesting. The the source from Motley Fuel says lack of competition has been essential has been an essential ingredient to the company's success. I'll read that again. Lack of competition has been an essential ingredient to the company's success. That's always essential to my success as well. Nobody else doing what I'm doing. Yeah. So Innovative Industrial Properties owned 103 properties that are located in Arizona, California, Colorado, Florida, Illinois, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, North Dakota, Iowa, Pennsylvania, Texas, you don't mess with Texas, Virginia, and Washington. So, um, here's the thing for folks that are, that have been messaging us, we posted about this on social media. How is this possible? Doesn't Illinois law prevent this? Aren't there license caps? Like, you know, you can only own three, 
cultivation centers, you can only own a maximum of 10, 10 dispensaries. Well, um, Tom Shuba has done a extensive writing on this and basically the legalization law doesn't apply to IIP because it doesn't operate those locations. They're simply leasing. Loopholes, baby. So loopholes, the American way, the American way. So, um, yeah, yeah. If you guys want to check it out, uh, IIP or innovative industrial properties, um, yeah, they're a San Diego based, um, company that buys cultivation centers and then leases them back to cultivators. Those arrangements have been vital for growers to be able to tap more capital while expanding their reach. Once again, this company is acting as a bank because one of the main, uh, you know, problems with cannabis is kind of a lack of capital uh, to an extent. I mean, these companies don't, they've got plenty of money. Let me be clear, but it's the idea that you can't go to like a major bank and get capital, right? So, um, it's almost like if there were federal banking regulations that allowed cannabis, eh, uh, these companies couldn't do this shit. I don't know that that's true. Totally. Um, if you're referring to like safe banking, um, the ability for these companies to use the banks, I don't think necessarily would still allow them to, cause it's like, I don't know, for certain things, for certain loans, for example, I think it's like federal funding. So there's that issue. Um, I don't know. I've, I'm not like totally versed on it off the top of my head, but from what I understand, simply passing safe banking wouldn't solve that issue. If you guys want to hear, I guess, a more informed perspective, go back a few episodes. I asked Jackie Bryant from MJ Biz Daily if if the passage of safe banking would make things better. And there's a few like facets to that question. Um, so uh, she, long story short, she doesn't think that it, things would be better. So. Um, not saying that that doesn't need to happen. It's just that it's not like a magical wand that we can wave and everything's going to be better, even though that's how it's often pitched. What it, what it seems to be is that if I could give you like a raw take, it's not very developed. It seems to be just a way to give these people that already have access to a lot of money. It's like a way to make things a little bit easier for them. Like, I don't think any of these politicians or these companies or support safe banking because we're trying to support the small guy. Again, these six companies, I, I, you know, and that are involved in IIP, um, have said that lack of competition has been essential an essential ingredient to the company's success. And in the ways that other companies have put it, I think like Cure Leaf and Cresco and, and, you know, some of these other GTI, I believe in their little press releases will say that they specifically seek out limited license states. So it's all about no competition. So anyways, yeah, well, I, uh, you know, we've been talking for just about 30 minutes. Um, I've been talking, 
you know, um, I guess we can close with, um, I think you've all maybe seen the videos from Fox news or Laura Ingram, where they're talking about pot and, uh, cannabis rather and shootings. They've been saying pot and that it, you know, pot's causing shootings and violence and reefer madness. Yeah, exactly. It's reefer madness. It, it, you may have seen, um, if you haven't seen the clips, I, I preview one of the clips in one of the first like 10 minutes or five minutes of, uh, the, the debate slash conversation I had with Jordan Davidson. Um, you know, this is the thing I've ever, ever since I became aware of that talking point, I've been trying to take it on. And so I don't mean to say like I single-handedly have been, other people have put me onto it. I, I, would give the most credit off the top of my head to Dana Larson, uh, just because he's talked about the fact that, you know, um, THC may not be indicative of potency. Um, I've since been told different, but the point really is that we've always had concentrated cannabis hashish. Um, I think there's even evidence of, you know, like dabs back in the day. Now, obviously dab pens, but it's like an oil, a concentrated oil that somehow or another they'd smoke and vaporize somehow ingest. I don't know. Don't ask me. Probably. Probably. I've heard of ancient civilizations, you know, getting really fucked up on edibles. So again, potent (laughs) edibles and potent, potent products. They're really nothing new. And it's not like we've had like any, huge leaps and bounds with regard to the way that cannabis is potent. Like I've not really tried anything like as a person that's been smoking and seen the evolution, like I've, I've been smoking before there were really dab pens like this. Then folks that can't see it, I'm just holding up a vaporizer pen with preloaded concentrate in it. Like I remember the first dab pen I ever got, you had to load concentrate into the pen every time you wanted to hit it. And the point is though, it's not like these improvements on the products have like fucking blown my mind. Like sure. It's different ways to ingest just like there are different ways to ingest alcohol. You get slightly different feelings based off of the way that you ingest. Let's say, say you're just, you know, having a nice beer. Hey kitties. Stop fighting. We're on the podcast. Uh, You know, you have a few beers. You're feeling good. It's a nice buzz versus a night where you start off and you're taking shots. You're like, you know, like it's there's different feelings, different method of ingestion, ingestion. So. um, So, yeah, I, I think it's interesting and dangerous that you're starting to see that same talking point be used in such a grotesque way. And that's why I think it's important to talk about those things. Like we've been talking about that for, I think a year now and all of a sudden it's in headlines and people are parroting that bullshit. And it's important. I feel that if you've been listening to this podcast and you are aware, I feel like that right there is important because then you're able to counter that information effectively. So that's my hope at least that, Feel free to use it as an excuse. If you're smoking and you don't want to share with somebody, tell them, no, this shit will make you crazy. And then maybe they won't smoke your stuff. Yeah. 
it's a good idea. I guess this is this is this is not your grandma's marijuana. That's what you tell him. Well, I'm hitting a dab pen. I guess I started talking about dab pens. I love dab pens. Um, Chillinois, I hope you found us. I hope you found this episode a little bit entertaining. Um, stay tuned. We'll be having more episodes out soon. Uh, hope you're all doing well. And yeah, if you are still listening right now and you didn't already know that we do the podcast in, in video format, uh, we do the podcast in video format now. Just go to chillinoy.net slash video. Once again, um, going to be trying to do better things in the show notes. So uh, if you haven't noticed, the last few episodes has a link to show notes. It's a new thing I'm doing. It helps preserve the formatting and what I'm trying to display. And um, it will also house the time log in the future. So cats, the cats are fighting. I think it's time to get off the podcast. They say it's, we're going to kill each other if you don't get off this fucking podcast. If you guys want to hear tales of me exploring several other cannabis markets uh, here in the upcoming next couple of weeks, um, send Cole an email and say, we need more Justine. And he'll be like, ah. Uh-uh. Why? <laughs> Is that how you think I would react to that request? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So chillinoy.net slash contact. If you're trying to, if you're, if you've wondered, uh, we've referenced getting a hold of us a few different times. Chillinoy.net slash contact is the best way to get a hold of us. And so uh, there you go. If you want to get a hold of us, if you've got suggestions, if you've got feedback, Send us your love letters yeah. that you never sent to that that lover you left behind years ago. I want to read them. And feedback is key. Like if there's something that I do or that that, that, that that's in this show that drives you nuts, um, give me feedback so I can stop doing that or, or get better about whatever is bothering you. You know, um, the feedback helps and I'll do my best not to take it the wrong way as long as uh, you're constructive about it and not just mean. Don't be a dick. Be a dude. I, I guess I, I don't know that. Sure. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Let's end on that. Uh, so, folks, we will see you next time on the Chillinois podcast. Okay. Love you. Bye.